I'm gonna wake up in a castle. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, y'all? Welcome in. Happy Monday. Shout out to Anchor Bear. Go follow Anchor Bear. Anchor Tones on uh, Instagram. Anchor Tones on um, YouTube. Subscribe, follow, hit them up. Righteously masculine man that needs to be uh, appreciated and loved and followed and subscribed to. Anchor Tones on uh, YouTube, Bertaria Times app, Instagram. Happy Monday, y'all. I am Jonathan Corey. You can find and follow me on Gab, Instagram, TikTok, Social Galactic. I'm on Bertaria Times as well. I'm going to be more active on that. Sorry I haven't really been. I'm on Gitter. I'm on Boomer Gitter. <laughs> I'm on Converged Boomer Gitter if you want to follow me there. Telegram is t.me slash SeanVPlanet. That's the one app I could not update my name on. I'm still SeanVPlanet on Telegram. And my Discord link is in the show notes. But yeah, Jonathan Corey on all the uh, all those things. You can find my uh, live streams on tv.gab, odyssey.com, YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, vk.com, and the audio podcasts are on whatever app you use to stream and listen to podcasts. Just find the Jonathan Corey channels, you know, subscribe, leave comments, leave reviews, good or bad. Just give me some traffic. Give me some traction on those places. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Let everyone know. Let's keep this thing rolling, you know what I mean? And shout out to uh, Cozy Bear. Cozy Bear on YouTube. Go subscribe to Cozy Bear on YouTube. Going to be using their lo-fi tunes a bit in the background of my streams. Um, As you know, I've now kind of inserted music in the back of my streams. Can you hear that? Is that too loud? Is that not loud enough? Sometimes I can't tell. Sometimes I think it's too loud and it ends up like not being able to hear it. And then sometimes I think you can't hear it and it's almost drowning my voice out, you know? But go subscribe to Cozy Bear. We're going to listen to some Cozy Bear tunes in the background of my streams for the next few weeks. And, um, yeah. Right on. Welcome in, everyone. Tonight we are going to be talking about a serious topic, you know? <laughs> kind of like one of the most serious topics you can talk about, right? But it isn't going to go... It is not going to be blackpilling. No black pills. No black pills. Only white pills here, my dudes. You know me. You know what we're on. You know this is a white pill only stream. So put the black pills away. Throw them in the toilet. Throw them in a campfire. No more. <laughs> no more. If you've done it in the past, if you do it regularly, no more from this point forward. This is a deep topic. This is a heavy topic, but um, it's a necessary one to talk about. You know, Some people really need to hear it. Some people don't. You can just skip on to the next one, you know? Some people really need to hear it. Um, yeah, you know, especially with young folks. Young folks and working class people, we're going to get into that. Um, all y'all that tune in to hear me out each week, you know, it's a topic we need to discuss, you know? And then I'm going to share my testimony at the end, so tune in for that. Stay tuned for that. I am not going to be holding back from um, sharing what needs to be shared, you know, as often happens with these conversations, these sorts of conversations. And we are going to talk about my own battles with depression and my own choice to end my life four years ago, 
how that obviously didn't happen, right? <laughs> Why it didn't happen and what you can do, you or people in your life can do and should do if you or them are struggling with these sorts of thoughts and feelings, you know? We're going to get to it. We're going to talk about it. Hear me out tonight, you know? Hear me out. I uh, Just quick note, too. I want to. I want it to be known that I will never again, ever, ever consider taking my own life. Ever. <laughs> so, if my body ends up in a situation that looks like I did, you know, and you're going to try to point to this stream as some kind of evidence that I once was suicidal and once did try to do it, that that's proof that I did it. You know, just make sure to find out who really did do it, you know. <laughs> just making it clear right off the bat, here and now. Let the record state that if I ever find my body and it looks suspicious, um, just, just you know, find the one who did it. Because it was not me, you know. Um, what's up? Acid Reflex in the uh, Twitch chat. Yeah, what's up Twitch? Said I, I attempted suicide roughly 11 years ago. I am very glad that you're still here. I am truly glad that you're here, and I'm glad you're here with me tonight. Um, I hope this can help. I hope this can help you. And uh, I'm going to get to some stuff. I'm going to talk about, you know, we're going to get into it. If I ramble on and get lost. I, I'm going to talk about what suicide is, the statistics, the problems, solutions. We're going to get into the Christian biblical side of things, my advice, and then we're going to end with my kind of testimony, my story. And yeah, I went to do it for real four years ago and God intervened and it's been a glorious ride ever since. It's been four amazing years ever since, you know, and I shouldn't be here. I probably don't deserve to be here in some sense, you know, but God had other plans and I am here and I'm helping people in small ways, big ways. You know, sometimes I think I'm helping people and I'm not. And sometimes I have no idea what, what I'm doing and I'm actually helping people, you know, so there is, a, there is a meaning, there is a purpose to your life. I'm glad you're still here. There's a reason you're still here. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, I am as well. I am glad you are here. Acid Reflex, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in. That's awesome. You were meant to be here tonight, Acid Reflex. You were meant to be here. That's for sure. So what is suicide, right? Got to kind of talk about what it is first, right? Suicide is the deliberate ending of one's own life. It is a permanent, irreversible attempt at solving a temporary problem. It's a permanent, irreversible attempt by someone, by a human being, at solving a temporary problem. People engage in suicidal thinking and behaviors when they feel like they can no longer withstand the physical, psychological, emotional and spiritual pains that they are currently dealing with. There are many unseen and misunderstood battles taking place in tens of millions of lives in just America alone. And many of them, you know, reach the point where they consider giving up and surrendering all. That's kind of the sign is has someone completely given up? And that's almost always when they reach to these uh, depths when they believe that this is their only way out, the only thing that will stop their pain and end, end their pains, you know. In 2019, before the pandemic nonsense broke out and drastically increased depression and suicidal thoughts worldwide, over 47,000 people killed themselves. Um, that's about one death every 11 minutes. 
one death every 11 minutes. One person kills himself every 11 minutes, and that number has increased since then. Over 12 million Americans seriously consider suicide each year. 3 million actually plan a suicide attempt, and 1.5 million go through with the attempt to kill themselves. It is the second leading cause of death for people in the age range of 10 to 34, and those in the American Indian and American white populations are hit the hardest. Veterans and people who live in rural areas are more at risk, as well as those who work in industries currently being replaced, downsized, or shipped overseas, like miners and construction workers, and you know those who once worked at steel mills, car manufacturers, and woodworking industries. You know, basically people who lose their life, they lose their income, they lose their sense of meaning, their purpose, their uh, skills are no longer valued. Those people tend to be much higher risk. And young people involved in the LGBT community have a much higher rate of, of suicidal tendencies and behaviors compared to their peers who are straight. The leading causes of suicide include mental disorders, physical disorders, and pains, physical pains, substance abuse, sexual abuse, childhood trauma, financial instability, and spiritual brokenness. There are four main factors that lead people into suicidal thoughts. There are biological factors like mental illness and physical abnormalities, illnesses that cause chronic pain or an inability to function normally. There are also psychological factors like a person's resiliency and coping skills, as well as feelings of hopelessness. Then there are social health factors like financial health, which we mentioned earlier just a minute ago, strength or quality of their personal relationships, housing situations, and work experiences. The final category is one that is commonly left out or discredited by most secular-minded folks who are involved with suicide research and prevention and advocacy, and that is the spiritual factors. Again, a lot of the secular-minded people will reject this, refuse to bring it up, but in my opinion, the most most common um, reason or cause of suicidal thoughts are spiritual factors. Like lacking a genuine relationship with our Creator, giving up on their spiritual disciplines, abandoning prayer, and rejecting the salvation afforded to us all by the grace of God. Either rejecting it or abandoning it. Losing their faith in this spiritual battle that we are in. These millions of people each year who seriously consider suicide or attempt to end their lives all tend to share a common characteristic despite the wide range of ages and professions or their identities and personal life choices. And this commonality is that they have all lost hope, right? As the reflex in the chat knows, <laughs> those who know, know, you know, you feel hopeless. That is it. You feel like there's no hope. You feel like there is no reason to carry on, right? Those who still have hope do not go through with it. Those who still have hope do not accomplish their, their objective. Those who do not hope might not even have those thoughts at all. You know, They have generally rejected, those without hope that is, have generally rejected a higher authority 
and have never had or have given up their faith in their creator, his purposes, and are in denial of the glorious eternal kingdom that has been promised beyond this life, in this place, here and now. There is a happy ending after this life of pain and chaos, suffering and challenge, hardship and struggle. It is promised to all who call on the one who can save us from our sins, and it is offered to all who surrender themselves unto righteousness. Those struggling with suicidal thoughts are people wrestling with the satanic whispers in their ears, whether they know it or not. The great deceiver is constantly whispering to them that they are not good enough, that life is too hard, that people don't love them, that their past mistakes and history of sin is unforgivable and irredeemable, that the pains are never going away, that the battles are too difficult to fight, and that the only solution is to cease existing, although it is not possible. These people become convinced that their life that the life that they have been living is bad and that it will only continue to be so or might even become worse going forward. They have yet to receive the good news of the gospel in their hearts or they have chosen to reject it entirely. They either have not heard it or their heart has rejected it. These troubled souls do not fully understand that the truth, the love, the spiritual healing that they are lacking and are in dire need of is within reach, truly. They just have not yet encountered Christ. And yet is the key word there, right? They have not yet encountered Christ. And it is our job, those who have, to reach out to those people and make sure they know that redemption and salvation is offered to all by the amazing grace of our Creator. Satan wants to convince all people to distance themselves from God. And he is busy. <laughs> and to rebel against him in his right ways. Oh, he is busy. The evil one seeks out those who have distanced themselves from God for whatever reason in an attempt to create a larger divide. The enemy wants us to rely on ourselves, focused on this life in this place, and rejecting entirely the eternity that comes beyond it. Our enemy wants us to con continue seeking earthly pleasures, temporary comforts, physical possessions, social status, and he seeks to convince us to worship anything and everything other than our Creator, our true Father who art in heaven. Once we encounter our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have no choice but to turn away from our rebellion against God and seek a reunion with Him and an eternity of light, truth, love, peace, and rest. Deuteronomy 30, 19, chapter 30, verses 19 and 20 read, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you 
may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days. Our God gave you this life. Our God, all of our God, our Father in heaven gave you this life that you're living right now. He gave you a massive opportunity, a meaningful place in this timeline. And your life serves a specific purpose here and now. Acid reflex, your life serves a specific purpose here and now. And there is a reason you did not go through or or complete your suicide attempt 11 years ago. He needs people. Our Father in Heaven needs people to help build his kingdom. Brick by brick in some way. And you are a crucial part of his plan in a unique and special way. He chose you for this role, so choose to participate. Choose to live this out and do your part. Choose life and be a part of something greater than yourself. Psalm 139, chapter 139, Psalm 139, 13 through 16, reads, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. You are a marvelous work of the omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God. There is no more wonderful work of God in all of existence than a human being. And you, you out there listening, have been blessed with a beautiful temple that houses your unique and everlasting soul. You have been given an extremely important gift of a life in this body, in this place, in this time. Make sure to appreciate that gift and make sure to take full advantage of it. Isaiah 40, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 and 31 reads, Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who trust in their own strength will fail, no matter how capable they may feel or appear to be. But those who trust in God will be constantly strengthened by his power which will lead them on victoriously in all of the battles, all of the time. Continue on, push forward, and fight the enemies that stand in your way, knowing that God has the greatest reward waiting for you at the finish line, at the end of your journey. Make sure to carry on, keep walking, do not faint, and do not give in. 
Psalm 40 verses 1 through 3 read, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. There is true benefit of confidence in God. Those who are patient and trusting will be strengthened and will succeed. Continue on in your journey. Oh yeah, continue on in that journey of yours. Your time is not yet done, regardless of how much you may want it to be right now. Carry on forward and place your trust in the Lord. Place your trust in the future on the Lord, your God. You will find what you are searching for in time. Your steps will lead you where you need to be eventually. Jeremiah 29, 11 reads, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has plans for you that are amazing. (laughs) The plans that God has for you are amazing. And you will experience them in time if you carry on. Continue on in that journey of yours and refuse to give up now, despite all the hardships, the struggles, the pains, the battles, the heartbreaks, and the misery. All will be made well in time. Our God has a glorious future for you. Remember that. Do not ever forget that. God has a glorious future in mind for you. Continue walking forward into it. Romans 8, 38 and 39 read, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The same spirit who gives hope for our future gives help in the present. God has given the greatest of all gifts, the gift of his son, and nothing is beyond him. It is the greatest and final hope, salvation and reunion with our creator. The greatest and final hope, a reunion with the one who created us and loves us eternally. There is no need to fear persecution or even martyrdom or despair in the pains and the struggles, the heartaches and the headaches, because through Christ, all are assured of the final victory in the end. No matter what happens to us here and now, nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the unchanging, everlasting love of God. Nothing. Philippians 4.13 reads, 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which might be one of the most out of time, <laughs> taken out of context quote, quotes in all the Bible, but it's still amazing. It still holds true, and it still is going to prove my point here right now. True contentment comes not through money or possessions or temporary pleasures and false illusions of safety, but through the assurance that Christ enables all who accept him to meet every situation. The writer Paul of Philippians, book of Philippians, truly felt that it was impossible for life to confront him with anything that he and the Lord could not handle. The same applies to all of us who place our trust, our love, our obedience, and our hope in him. We need not sink under any trial, for there is one who will strengthen us. We need not yield to temptation. There is one who is able to make a way for our escape. We need not be harassed or tortured with improper thoughts and unholy desires. There is one, there is one who enables us to banish such thoughts from the mind and restore the right balance to the affections of the soul. We need not dread what is to come. Trials, temptations, poverty, want, persecution, pains, may all plague us now or await us going forward. But we need not sink into desperation or drastic measures. At every step of life, Christ is able to strengthen us and bring us triumphantly through it all. What a privilege it is. Oh, Lordy, what a privilege it is to be a Christian. To feel in the trials of life that we have one friend, unchanging and most mighty, who can always help us, who will always help us. How cheerfully we should engage in our duties and meet the trials that are before us leaning on the arm of our almighty Redeemer, the Savior of our souls. Let us not shrink from duty. Let us not dread persecution. Let us not fear the bed of death. In all circumstances, Christ, our unchanging friend, upholds us. Always, in all circumstances. How's the music? Is that too loud? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. In the chat, Acid Reflex says, I want to be respectful. I am an atheist. I didn't grow up around religion at all. It's almost like a foreign language to me. With that being said, the verses you choose and the way you deliver them was easy for me to understand. Yeah, thank you. I hope they are. I as well. <laughs> Hear me out on this, because this is my testimony. I'll, uh, I'll just get into it. I was where you were. I was lost, and now I am found. And this is a serious topic for me. This is a very serious topic for me. 
Yeah, I, I'm still hearing you out. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here and thank you for hearing me out and not turning off. <laughs> and not switching to another Twitch streamer and watching someone play video games. I thank you for being here and hearing me out. Um, and like I said, I was. I was there, right? I was with you in so many ways. I was actually going to take my life completely and truly in 2018. But obviously that did not happen. And as with you 11 years ago, obviously that did not happen. Um, for me, God sent the right person at the right time to convince me to keep living. And every moment since, every moment since has been an absolute blessing. The good times and the bad times. I thank God for what he did for me every single day and every single night. I could easily not be here, but the Lord our God had other plans for me. And I can't stop thanking him for saving me from myself and my silly, selfish, short-sighted, destructive, rebellious ways. And who led me instead into a life with real purpose and meaning, with truth and love and goodness and beauty all around me at all times. All of what I have, every single bit of it, in every single moment is all thanks to our Father in Heaven, who, trust me, is real. <laughs> I was with you. I totally denied his existence as well, but he is real. He is there. He did make us. He is the creator of everything. And he loves you and he wants you to reunite with him. Um, I was not born and raised in a home that followed Christ at all. <laughs> like at all. My father and my mother alike rejected the faith of their parents and chose to raise their children with a secular worldview. It led me into darkness, a life of emotional instability, idolatry, self-centered thinking, pleasure seeking and a heart that just denied the existence of God in every way and rebelled against his authority and his right ways. I was with you. I was an atheist. I thought God was a joke. I thought it was all silly. I thought the Bible was a silly book written by ancient people and, you know, me, basically like bad people in the present day used it to manipulate other people, other well-intentioned people, right? I was there. I was with you. I know all the arguments, you know? Um, and in that, <laughs> in that, in that life of mine, that previous life of mine, I encountered many struggles and hardships, ran away from my responsibilities as much as possible, seeking what was easy, cheap, pleasurable, and always doing what was best for myself at the expense of those around me. My foolish choices and sin habits led to many highs and many lows. I became mentally and emotionally unstable, constantly seeking to self-medicate myself out of the constant fears and bouts of anger that plagued my mind. The nicotine, the alcohol, the marijuana, the masturbation, all the sexual experiences I had, could never bring me peace or fill my heart with what it was missing. I could never fill the emptiness that was in my heart, regardless of what I put in my body, regardless of the temporary entertainment and pleasures and pains and fun times and friends and family. 
Nothing could fill that emptiness in my heart. All of this eventually led me to losing my friendships, losing jobs, and even finding myself in severe financial hardship after a series of bad decisions and reckless, short-sighted spending sprees. I decided to end my life in 2018 at the age of 27 before things you know, got any worse for me, uh, emotionally and financially. And before I hurt any more people or caused any, anyone else any more pain, you know. I wanted to make my death fairly painless um, for myself, <laughs> you know. I wanted it to be as painless and quick as possible. And I wanted it to be clean for my family. I didn't want to burden them with cleaning up my body or, you know, to have them suffer through some kind of search for it or be left like with a mystery about what happened to me. I didn't want to do it on a holiday or, you know, any birthday of theirs just to reduce the overall impact on them and to just make it easier for them to deal with it as time went by. I, you know, I wanted to end my life. I didn't want it to affect anyone else, right? I didn't want to be here, but I didn't want my, the rest of the people around me to um, go through any pain as a result. Obviously, that's not possible, but that was my thought at the time. This, you know, this desire to not make my suicide one that pained others in my life led me to stall, right? And to just put it off for months, trying to find the best time and place and way possible. But the pains continued, you know, the problems kept piling up and my desire to cease existing just grew and grew and grew, right? Every day it was something else that was just making it more and more desirable, just ending it all. I never told anyone about what I was going through. Um, I think most people don't. Not even like fairly anonymous or completely anonymous online friends. Like I just didn't want a record of it. I didn't want people to like stress or worry or be burdened with it. I just bottled it all up. All the pains, all the chaos, just right in my heart and in my mind while you know, wearing a fake smile and going through the emotion, going through the motions um, of my life at the time, trying to just, you know, appear normal, appear like nothing's wrong. And again, I feel like most people do that. I had been calculating how to go through with ending it all for some time, for about a year or two, seriously for, you know, a few months, but kind of, you know, again, it slowly grew, right? It slowly kept, you know, especially as I'm bottling it up and not releasing it, it just grew and grew and grew and it got real serious for the last few months, but it was kind of lingering. It was kind of there. It was soft thoughts for about a year or two before. Um, you know, again, I had just been calculating how to go through with ending it all for some time and changed my mind on it a couple times, you know, just temporary highs that make you think of not doing it. And then Again, temporary is the key word because you just go right back to that place you are, you were at or you are at. And I reconsidered it off and on for about a year. But during the summer of 2018, oh, that fateful summer, right? Things got just so stressful, so depressing, so chaotic. My life was just so chaotic and messy. Um, and I just finally made the decision to just go through with it for real and just end my life as soon as possible. Get it over with, right? 
Things are getting worse. There's no way out. You know, it's only going to get worse. Just do it. Just get it over with, you know, before it's before this carries on, before before there's no going back, before things get too bad. And before my family birthdays that were coming up in October, that was kind of on my mind. And then, you know, the next month is Thanksgiving and the next month is Christmas. So my thinking was, you know, not only was I just struggling with stuff and things were getting worse and worse and worse, but I also just had it in my mind, like, I got to do this before my family, my family's birthdays in October and before the holiday season. I need to just get this over with now so that it's not weird for them, you know. So in August 2018, while I was still living in San Diego, California, I decided it would just be best to jump from the top of the Coronado Bridge. Um, you know, that way my body would remain fairly intact and would be found within a few days, if not that day, by someone in the harbor. The only problem for me, <laughs> you know, it's kind of silly looking back on it, but the, the problem, the logistical problem was actually getting up there and then successfully going through with it, not changing my mind once I did get there. I don't know if you know that bridge, but you can't walk up it. It's just a highway. There's no walking path. There's no walking lane. Um, so I didn't want to try walking up it and get the police involved before I even got up there. Um... I didn't have a car of my own at that point, and I didn't want to like rent one or borrow one and leave it parked up there, you know, blocking traffic and cause, again, I didn't want to cause a mess for other people, right? So the logistics weren't great, but I still just thought that would be the best. I thought that'd be the cleanest, the fastest, you know, I didn't want to hang myself or use a gun or anything like that. Um... I was scared of using the pills for some reason. I thought it would be painful. I thought it might not work. And that, you know, that was kind of my my biggest fear was not actually taking my life, but actually, like, not having it be successful, you know? Which is kind of sad, but it's the reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one understands. That's why we don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How could you understand, right? How could you understand what I'm going through is kind of the thought. Renting a car for suicide. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I shouldn't be laughing. No, for real, yeah. That's legit. You're like, oh, can I rent a car? Like, what's the worst? Like, oh, I mean, I'm not going to have this money anymore. <laughs> Who cares if I don't return this car, you know? It's like, oh, it's not going to be on my record, right? But I still want to burden people. That was kind of the... One redeeming thing about this whole thing was how much... How many... How... The lengths I went through to not have it burden other people. I like did not want it to hurt and harm other people and make my life messy or inconvenient for other people. I was like, I just want to be gone. I just want to be done, get it over with, be out of here, end this. Don't make my life worse. Don't make other people's lives worse. Just end it all, get it over with as clean and quick as possible. But, um, so again, <laughs> If you're familiar with San Diego, there's a bridge. It's a very tall bridge. You can jump off it. It's almost a guaranteed death from the top. So I just came to the conclusion that I would get an Uber. <laughs> so again, it's kind of silly looking back on it, but this was my thinking in the moment. This is what I was planning on going through with was getting an Uber to, you know, drive me across the bridge and just somehow in the middle of it, just you know, freak out or have some panic attack or just go crazy or you know, worst case scenario, like literally open the door and jump out of a moving car. 
Because again, what was the worst that could happen? Like some cuts, some scrapes, some bumps, you know? It's like not going to matter in a few minutes anyways, right? So my plan was just to get an Uber, find a way to get out at the last moment, jump out of the car, freak out, have a panic attack, make the uh, Uber driver like force him to drop me off. When we got to the top, I gave away some of my stuff, my personal value stuff. I wrote a couple different letters to a couple different family members just about my life and my decision. Left them in my room in my mom's apartment, which is where I was living at the time. Called the Uber around noon um, on a day off from my very crappy and stressful job at the time. Had it all planned out, ready to go through with it. No second, no second doubting it. I really was just going, going. It was, it was on. You know, no turning back, no hesitation. Everything's right. Conditions are perfect. Let's go and get this over with. You know. After a few glitches in the app and rejected rides, some you know accepted rides, canceled rides, I eventually was matched with a driver who picked me up. And to this day, I <laughs> he was sent by God. You know, to this day, I know this man was sent by God. You know, some sort of angel, some sort of guardian angel. I don't know what you want to call it. Maybe just a man, you know, maybe just a man. But it was not a mistake that that was the man that picked me up that day. He seemed to know more about me than I did. <laughs> he seemed to know me better than even I did. Um, he said all the right things at the right time that I needed to hear. Um, he made me laugh. He inspired me. He brought me joy. He made me question my life and what possibilities were awaiting me going forward. He recommended I listen to Jesse Lee Peterson, that I go and forgive my parents and overcome my anger. And then before he dropped me off on the other side of that bridge on Coronado Island, he told me that God loved me and has a unique purpose for my life. And so that day, <laughs> that day, everything changed. I thanked him as he dropped me off and I spent the next few hours on a beach in Coronado Island facing the city of San Diego, just completely shook, completely transformed. From that point forward, I just knew that God was real. It was undeniable at that point. Never in my life did it cross my mind that it could possibly be true that God was real, right? Never in my life did I actually honestly believe it. I thought it was a joke. But that day, that moment, that hour changed everything. And I knew then and there that God not only existed, but that he had a greater purpose for me and for my life than what I had been doing. Up at everything up until that point, and including it, including in that moment. God had a greater purpose for me and for my life. And he didn't want me to end up in eternity, an eternity of hell that day, you know. After that, it was just a matter of seeking truth and love at all times, searching for God and searching for his right ways, following and obeying him at all times, and having a real hope in what has been promised to us all in the eternity that lies beyond our time in this temporary place. Um, I walked forward into my life after that day. Determined to get right and do right. Love and be loved. Overcome my sin habits and reject the selfishness that had plagued my heart. My heart. I chose to trust in God alone from that day forward. I 
sought out his truth and his love, and I found genuine hope and real purpose. I slowly overcame my fallen state, um, slowly being the key word there. It took some time and I failed pretty miserably at times doing so. Because again, my whole life was not Christian. There was no God. In my life, in my family's life, in my friend's life, everyone around me, my environment, like living in California, you know, living with hipsters and, and comedians and artists and musicians in California, like, I don't know, who knows God? <laughs> Show of hands, who knows who knows God and like what I what I need to do, you know? Like God has called me. Um, what do I do from here, you know? And no one had any answers. No one related. People tried to dissuade me, you know? But there was undeniable. Like from that day forward, it was undeniable that God was real and that he wanted me to do something, right? So I had to just at that point figure it out on my own. Start YouTubing stuff, start looking up stuff, get a Bible, start reading it, have no idea what it's talking about in so many ways. You know, having it still kind of like not make sense and then have some things you read just make so much sense. It's undeniable. It's like, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom. Like you're reading something that makes so much sense and you're kind of like having this thought of like, how have I never heard this before? <laughs> <laughs> who has kept this from me? How have I not heard this? This is so real. This is so truth. Like this is everything I needed to hear. And it took me 27 years of rejecting this and thinking this was some dumb book written by like ancient shepherds or whatever. Having just certain verses just speak to you in so many ways, so many, so much, with so much power and so much might and so much beauty, you know, and just really when you let your heart truly seek it out, you find out that it is the truth. It is the light. It is the way. But you're going to flail. You're going to slip up. You know, I'm still smoking weed. I'm still getting drunk. I'm still cursing and doing bad things. and But feeling convicted for the first time in my life to get my life together. Knowing that God is real, that he is watching me, that he is, he does want me to do something. He does want me to reunite with him spiritually. Um... It was overwhelming. It was crazy. And it was amazing. Um, but my life just drastically changed from that point forward. I slowly rebuilt my life. Again, slowly is the key word there. It was trial and error. It wasn't instant perfection overnight. And, you know, it's still not perfection, right? But it wasn't perfection overnight. It wasn't night and day. Um, it took time to rebuild my life. To make sure that I never slip back again into that state of depression and hopelessness that led me to making the worst decision a person can possibly make. I was about to make the worst decision of my life and that anyone can possibly make. It wasn't even possible. I had found something greater than myself to live for. I realized that my life has meaning. And there is a purpose for me here and now. And my heart was filled with hope. Hope and goodness, hope for myself and for all others for all time. That emptiness in my heart that I couldn't fill with all that stuff, all that entertainment and pleasure and this or that, everything I tried to fill that emptiness in my heart with that could not be filled was finally filled with hope. 
true, genuine hope. Hope for myself, hope for others, hope for eternity, hope for what's good, true, and beautiful in my life and everywhere. I feel foolish again. (laughs) I struggle with feeling guilty and feeling foolish at times for being so angry and so sad and so fearful and just so faithless, you know? No offense to you, Acid Reflex, but I look back at me being an atheist and I feel foolish. How could I be so so silly to just reject God? You look around and you see everything. Like when you finally have eyes to see and you see God at work everywhere, you see his fingerprints on everything, not only in your life and your existence and just creation, but his plan, his beauty, his might, like everything is so amazing. (laughs) And you see and feel that God is there and God is real and he's working and he's living. Like there is a living word everywhere reverberating, like just an energy, just in movement and, and existence. Like everything is proof that God is there and it slaps us in the face, you know? And when you finally see it, when you finally feel it, you look back and you go, how was I so foolish? (laughs) How was I that silly that I didn't open my eyes and see and taste that, you know, God is there and God is good. So it does, it's, it's weird. I feel foolish. I feel guilty at times for, especially for giving up on myself and for being willing to abandon my responsibilities and my relationships and for rejecting the precious gift of life that our creator chose to give me. He did not have to do it and he did it anyways. And, you know, feel foolish for just choosing to throw it all that back in his face as some sort of final rejection of him. But now, (laughs) thankfully now, I am more thankful every day for his gift, his patience, his power, his love, and his grace. I thank him every night and for every day that he decides to give me. And I obey him and serve him tirelessly, as I should, for all that he has decided to give me. And even all that he has taken away from me, I give thanks for it all. Whatever he gives me, whatever he takes away from me. I don't deserve to be here, and yet I am, you know? And I thank him for it, constantly. All of it, everything he has done for me, will do for me, has been for glorious, magnificent, good, true, and beautiful purposes. I now have a living hope, a never-ending love, a true purpose for my life, And my heart and my eyes are fixated where they belong, on the eternity that awaits us all. Entering into those gates of heaven that we all deserve to walk into when our short lives here and now are finished. I know what it is like to live in darkness. I was very familiar with the taste and the smell of evil. I was very comfortable in darkness until I wasn't. I know what it is like to live in that darkness, to be stuck in that darkness of the world, and to deny and even reject God and his right ways, which is why I am so adamant about leading people away from it and into the light, which is why you are here tonight with me, Acid Reflex. (laughs) I I love that name, by the way, Acid Reflex, Acid Reflex. 
That's why I'm so adamant on helping you exit the darkness and enter into the light. It is there for you. It is always there for you whenever you are ready. And I am always adamant about helping people get there. Opening the eyes of the blinds to what is good, what is true, and what is beautiful, and helping them, all of them, you and everyone else, overcome that fallen state that they're in, in this world, and entering into a never-ending life of truth and love and light and peace with our Creator. For those out there still struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts, hear it now and know forever that what you are missing currently is hope. And that thing that you can feel yourself lacking is a spiritual connection to God, the creator of everything, everywhere, including yourself. You can and you will return home to your Father in heaven. When you choose to repent of what you have done wrong, forgive those who have done you wrong, choose to obey God and place your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength into his glorious hands. That emptiness in your heart that we both know is there (laughs) will be filled. It will be filled. Trust me, it will be filled. That emotional instability in your mind will be balanced. Those physical pains in your body will be healed or made right in time. These spiritual conflicts and spiritual battles in your soul will be overcome and the enemy will be defeated forever when you surrender yourself to the Lord our God. He will lead you to the place where you belong, at home in your Father's kingdom, spiritually reunited with Him for eternity. And it is amazing. (laughs) Do not surrender your life, your soul, your identity, your purpose, because things are not right now for you. They're not right for you now. Choose life, choose righteousness, choose obedience to the one that deserves it, however foreign or harsh that that sounds, weird that sounds now, and choose to enter into the eternity of bliss that you deserve and are destined for. Choose the Lord your God and end your rebellion against him in his right ways. So we're going to end with a psalm, one of the first psalms I've read, and one of the most popular psalms of all time, it turns out. Um, Psalm 23. It's amazing. Psalm 23. Get out your Bibles and read with me now. (laughs) Pull it up on your phone. Psalm 23 reads, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you 
are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that just amazing? (laughs) You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever if you just walk beside your shepherd. Trust in him. He will lead you through the valleys of the shadow of death. Fear no evil, for he is with you. If you ever, you out there, hey you, listen up. (laughs) Hey you, whoever you are, right here with me live now, all four of you (laughs) on all my platforms, or all the couple hundred of you that will watch or listen to this, Um, if you ever need someone to talk to, I am here, not just here every Monday night, but here, I am a person that will talk to you, that will listen to you. You can send me letters to my PO box, handwritten or typed. I don't mind. I will always read them. (laughs) I will always read them and I will always keep them private always. And if so desired, I will respond. I have a few pen pals. Join the club. Join the Sean Pen Pal Club. I can also be reached in my DMs or my private messages, whatever you want to call them, on Gab, Instagram, Bertaria Times app, or you can message me on Discord. And you can also join my Discord channel to have, you know, meaningful or just fun conversations with me and all the other good folks in my Discord channel. Um, my PO box is in the show notes, wherever you're watching this, as well as the invite link to my discord channel, um, is in my show notes, wherever you're watching this, watching or listening to this. I am at Jonathan Corey at S E A N A T H A N C O R Y on Gab, Instagram, Bertaria times. And my telegram is, again, t.me slash seanvplanet, S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T. That's the one that I could not transfer my name over to. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Acid Reflex. I am glad you found happiness and faith. I hope you continue to reach others. Well, I reached you. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad I reached you. I'm glad you were here. And yeah, if you want to talk, you can send me your story, man. I will, man or lady, I'm not sure. I think it's a lady. I think you're a lady. I think you're a madam. (laughs) A ma'am, a madam, a miss. Um, Yeah, write me. Write me, send me messages to my DMs. I will listen if you just need someone to listen. I'll give you advice. I'll respond. Whatever you need. Because you are loved by me. All of you out there. You are loved by me, and there is nothing, nothing that you can do to change that. (laughs) As hard as you may try, you will never change the fact that I love you. You are also loved by so many others, so many others. And you might not see it, you might not know it, you might not ever even meet those who love you. 
but they do. So many people love you. So many people care about you and want you to walk into the righteous, glorious, meaningful, and beautiful future that lies ahead of you. And your creator loves you. Even if you want to deny that he exists, it doesn't stop the fact that your creator loves you. He will always love you. He doesn't love what you're doing, but he loves you and he wants you to return home to him. He is waiting patiently for you to return home to him, spiritually. His arms are open, his love is never-ending, and he has special plans for your life that must be realized and lived out. So as always, (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Acid Reflex is a lady. I'm glad glad you tuned in. I'm glad you found me somehow over on Twitch. That's awesome. That's amazing. Thanks for tuning in. Again, you can always reach out to me. Um, Go through all my old live streams and stuff and pick out something that sounds interesting and hear me out. I might sound crazy to you on some topics. I might make a lot of sense to you on some topics, you know? (laughs) You You might learn some stuff and be appreciative of some stuff. And then you also might, like, hate my guts on some stuff, you know? But hear me out, you know? But as always, everyone out there, make sure this week to go out and do good, be good, love and be loved. You are loved by me. And again, there's nothing you can do to change that. (laughs) You're loved by many others, even if you don't know them, you don't see them, you don't understand that they love you. There are people out there, a lot of them, who love you. And your creator, the God of the universe, loves you. And again, you can deny him all you want, but he is there and he loves you. Seek what is good, true, and beautiful at all times, and it will be found. Take care for now, y'all. Um, again, I'll be back here again next Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And yeah, have a great night.